you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I took three risks in my first seven rounds. I think you took more than that. I counted I counted 11 risks in your first <laughs> nine picks. Oh, yeah? yeah? Well, you're one of those guys that waits 30 minutes to make your move in risk. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I don't, no I'm one of those guys that doesn't play risk. Oh, okay. <laughs> I need to capture Madagascar. If I capture Madagascar. See, just the fact that I know that, yes, I'm a huge nerd. No, I don't think he likes you at all. No, I don't like you either. This is the Fantasy Cantina. Whether you want blue milk, burrito gumbo, or fantasy football advice, we have you covered. You're listening to NFL Fantasy Live. 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-963-2682, our love of Star Wars and fantasy football. Mix here in the Fantasy Cantina. Pretty much anything goes for the next few minutes. Jason Smith, Greedo Fabiano, Antilles Harrison. I think he's going to be IG-88. Antilles Harrison. I like Antilles Harrison. Wedge Antilles Harrison. I like Greedo Fabiano. I mentioned that on the show yesterday because Greedo Fabiano actually sounds like a person. No, I think he's calling you Guido. I think that's what I think he's doing. I think that's a slur. I'm offended. I think it's a slur. Wow, look at you. I'm offended. Making up stories I'm going to make my way down to NFL HR after the show's over. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison, 888-963-2682. Also get in via Twitter at SiriusXMFantasy. Get to your calls in a second. But first, as promised, we had our first draft of the year our expert draft here at nfl.com and nfl network we've gone through the draft results for my team for michael fabiano's team as we argued whose team is better my team is now we're going to take a look at elliot harrison's team drafted early today and you picked in what position elliot? first first overall first overall pick you took aaron Rodgers. i did very nice I, very I, happy with that well i i happy for you i was i, I all summer fashion i talked like about yoda it. that's right in line with the segment happy i am Happy I was to see you draft like that. <laughs> well, going all the way back to... Cliff, your draft falls off. Whenever you're done with your Star Wars impersonations, <laughs> I'll make my fantasy football point. Uh, you know, but this whole time, just like the Millennium Falcon attached itself to the uh, Star Destroyer and Empire Strikes Back, Fabs and I attached ourselves to the idea that Arian Foster was the number one pick. We felt that way the entire summer. We've argued with some of our guys in the show about it. 
But after seeing what Aaron Rodgers did against Mike Zimmer's defense up in Cincinnati, where he put up 23 fantasy points in the first half, I said, okay, I, I can go 50-50 on this deal. And as an experimental deal, I decided to pick a quarterback in the first round, which I don't want to do. I don't like doing it. I wanted to pick Foster, but I said, no, I want to go with Aaron Rodgers and, and roll with it. You listen to me because I'm a quarterback guy. All my quarterbacks were gone, though, by the time. I couldn't believe it. Three of the first four picks were quarterbacks. Fabs, I know that surprised you. It did. I couldn't believe Arian Foster was on the board when you came up at five and drafted him over Chris Johnson, who's your number one running back in your <laughs> rankings. But that is the way of fantasy football right now. It is all about quarterbacks. And I was in a draft last night with some family and friends, and quarterbacks came off the board like crazy. It was unbelievable. I still got Peyton Manning in the sixth round, but that's what people are doing now. They are all about quarterbacks. It is a different era that we have entered in fantasy football. I'm just very interested to see if the era is one year and out or if this season is actually much like 2011 where quarterbacks dominate three guys go over 5,000 yards and the position is king in fantasy football. Oh, yeah, we're never going back. It's going to be a quarterback. You're going to see seven or eight guys throw for 5,000. Everybody says, oh, can Aaron Rodgers do it again? Can Drew Brees do it again? We're going to have seven or eight guys throw for 5,000 yards. That's where the NFL is now. It's in the fantasy football era 7, of the game. 7,000 yards? We're going to have seven guys, oh, five I to thought, seven guys, oh, wow. throw for okay. 5,000 yards. Who? Mark Sanchez will throw for 5,000. All right. No. First of all, I know this is a fantasy show, but that's even a little reaching for fantasy Rogers, football. Brady, Breeze, Stafford, Romo, Ryan, Peyton Manning. And you think seven quarterbacks are going to throw for 5,000 yards and I should still take one with the first pick? Yes, because because if you have a good depth. Okay, here's why. If you have a – you say there's lots of good quarterbacks out there. Let's get Harrison into the conversation because he's rolling around in his chair. Fabiano's philosophy, as you and I disagree with quarterbacks and running backs, is that Fab says you can get a Ben Roethlisberger late. You can get good quarterbacks late. And I'm not arguing with that. There's a lot of quarterbacks who can throw for 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns that you can get late. However, that's not the elite season anymore. There's guys that throw for 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. So you have to get those guys because they're so much better than the other guys. I got Vinny Testaverde for a dime and beef jerky <laughs> in 2004. That's pretty good, Jerry. That, well, that's pretty good. What about Chad Hutchison, Jerry? Let me, let me tell you something. What about Quincy Carter, Jerry? You know, in this business, what we do is we like to tease segments. So Jason teased that y'all were going to get a lineup. So in related news, I got Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I got Roy Hallou, Dane Looker. Justin Forsett, Matthew Hatchett, no, no, here's and a, uh, David LaFleur. Matthew and Hatchett's a pretty good pick. <laughs> David LaFleur. <laughs> All right, no, you got to do this. You Number? know what you got to do? Uh, 80, are you really serious? You don't know it? Of course I do. Go 89. Okay, good. All right. You need to give the rest of your lineup. We, okay. You had Aaron Rodgers, number one. Give us the rest of your team and break it down as Jerry Jones. Oh, that's not fair. No, you got to do it. You, it's the cantina. You have to Listen, do it. Listen, you know what? Jerry Jones has been in more than his share of cantinas. No, it's the cantina. You I have to do it. I guarantee it. You got to break down your team like Jerry Jones. Go ahead. Well, I, I, I hate taking a University of Texas guy uh, second, uh, but Jamal Charles. We we looked at him. We were high on him. Uh, he had that that knee mended up. <laughs> you can't sit there and laugh at me while I do it. You know. Go ahead. We had that knee stitch up. Now, I came back around. and I thought one running back injury risk ain't enough. For my taste, I mm. like to roll the dice. That's why I took Dez way too early in the draft a couple years ago. So I took Fred Jackson. Another injury concern, just to show all of y'all. I tried to da- draft Doug Free. I couldn't find him on uh, NFL.com's Player Finder. I went to Fab's rankings. I thought Doug Free would be at least in the top 80 players. 
not available. Jerry, let me ask you a question. Do you prefer lightsaber or blaster? Well, Fabs, I've always been a little bit of a blaster myself. Uh, <laughs> but it's been a while. Jerry, what about your wide receivers? Are you happy with your wide receivers that you have? Well, Jordy's a guy that he may look slow, but he catches touchdowns kind of like Jeff Ogden did for us. Mm. And uh, 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 Dwayne Bowe, he's a, he's a guy that will get you six points for a touchdown, get you a point for every 10 yards standard NFL.com scoring. And he'll get you 15 points for jumping up and not raising his arms in a game against Pittsburgh. <laughs> so I look. It's a lot of points. It's like that unnecessary Tim Tebow 360 in the pocket. Get you an extra 15 fantasy points. All right. Very good. Okay. Tight end, uh, you took Antonio Gates. Yeah. I, I, I didn't feel like Jamal Charles and Fred Jackson were enough of an injury mm-hmm. concern. Yeah. So I wanted to get the guy that gets plantar fasciitis more than I get. Well, I'm not going to even say anything, but you know what I mean. Sure. Is that why you took Ryan Williams again later on in the draft? Do you I, want to fill out your injury uh, concern? I did. I, I like having a – I was a big fan of MASH. I was one of those 120 million that watched the last <laughs> final episode. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I just – All right. Very good. And your your bench <laughs> looks pretty good. Philip Rivers, Michael Bush, Rashad Jennings, Michael Floyd. You got Michael Floyd. I Michael laid Floyd. Michael, Michael, Floyd. Michael Floyd, the guy from Notre Dame who's not going to do anything this season. I like Michael Floyd. I think Michael yeah, Floyd's going to be good. Not do anything this and you went double tight end. You also have Jacob Tammy on your bench. Let I, me ask you a question, Jarrah. Why would you take Phillip Rivers in round eight when you already have Aaron Rodgers? Was it best player available? Or what was your thought process Michael, there? you got to hedge your bets in this business. That's why in 2001 when I took Quincy Carter in the second round, which was a Stroke of genius on my part. I made sure I had Anthony Wright waiting around, waiting in the wings in case somebody went down. So that was my philosophy here. And I thought about about coming back, okay, and getting me like a Red Dalton, just like I got Clint Sterner in 2001, just in case something went wrong with Anthony Wright. (laughs) I like how you did that there, Jerry. That's pretty good. Your team is not bad. you, you, You have a good team doctor? If you're a good team doctor, I think you'll have a good season. No, we don't believe in team doctors. See, what what we do is we get Calvin Hill to just counsel him. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> I can't keep a straight face. We're going to counsel people. I got a scratchy throat. I know you got that okay. torn ACL, but uh, we're going to counsel you on let, being able to run the football. Let me say this, okay? <laughs> do we have any callers? <laughs> no, let me say Wait this. Wait a minute. He's on Jerry Jones <laughs> answer some calls. You guys, now you guys are laying. You guys <laughs> do are, we have any? We do. We got well, let's have let, Jerry answer let, a call. Let, we'll let Jerry finish his point here about Doug Free and Richmond you guys, Flowers. You guys are and we'll la- move on. laying waste to my team a little bit, but I actually came out of the, I don't usually come out of a draft and thump my chest. That's not. That's just not how I no, roll. No, but the buttons on your shirt are so low that we can see all of your chest but hair. I've, yeah. I've gotten a couple tweets about the insane uh, balance on my team, and I have to admit, my team is about as balanced as it gets. Your I mean, balance between health and injury, you got that balance going on. I don't think I, don't, I actually don't consider anybody but Gates a real concern on my team. Uh, but but his value was too good for the seventh round to leave him sitting. Uh, Charles and Fred Jackson are going to be involved heavily in those offenses. I got Jamal Charles at 20th, at 20th, okay? I've got the best quarterback in football. I have two lead backs, which are an anomaly in fantasy football. I got Jordy Nelson, who had 15 touchdowns last year, and I got Dwayne Bowe. I mean, I 
pretty much put those five up against any team in our entire fantasy league. I'll trade you Doug Free for Dwayne Bowe. Fabs, would you put any? Would you take any team in our league's five over over Rogers, Fred Jackson, Jamal Charles, Dwayne Bowe, Jordy Nelson? I'd have to look at all the rosters. I'd have to look at and all the Gates rosters. And Gates tight end. I do think Fred Jackson was a good pick because. People are undervaluing him because of what C.J. Spiller did last season. Remember, Fred Jackson didn't even need to have surgery to repair his leg. I, I wouldn't have taken Phillip Rivers. I think if there's one spot, I like the fact that you got Rashad Jennings. If there's one spot I think you, you erred on was Rivers because Rodgers is so good. Rivers is going to languish on your yeah. bench all year, and you could have gotten another skill it was, position it player was a like cal- a running It was a calculated risk, and here's why. Because mm-hmm. most quarterbacks do not start all 16 games. If Aaron Rodgers went down, I didn't want my team to be deep sixth because I think I have a good enough team to win the Super Bowl starting lineup. So I wanted to have a quarterback that I could plug in if Rodgers went down and still win the entire thing. I didn't want to be going to the waiver wire. I didn't want to rely on somebody else. Uh, and I felt like my, my lineup was good enough. By the, by the time I took Rivers, I already had both receivers, my tight end. I have Marcus Colston as my flex. I do like. Gates, too. Gates was seventh-round pick. Hey, how about Colston as a flex? How, how is Colston being so – how is it that we're glorifying Antonio it's Brown? Of, yeah, and yeah, and I think, I think Isn't Colston that a little is, weird? Hey, he's is not a, consistent. Demarius, he's, he's, Demarius he'll have a great Thomas week and then disappear for two Let's weeks. have Jerry answer a question. All right, 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-963-2682. This is the Fantasy Cantina. Do I need to get Jerry Smith, back in here? Elliot Harrison, Michael Fabiano. We're going to get Jerry back in here to answer some questions here. Yeah, Jerry, come Fantasy Live. It is the Cantina. Anything goes, Jerry. Uh, yes, no, Jerry, yeah, Diet Pepsi is fine. You can drink that. All right, uh, so let's head out to the phones, get some questions. We have Pat, who needs some wide receiver help. Pat in California. Pat, go ahead. You're, you're, you're on with Jerry. Hey, Jerry, how are you? Uh, 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 good morning to you, Pat. <laughs> it's 3 o'clock in the air. Okay, anyway. I didn't realize Jerry was a fan of Star Wars, but I guess so, huh? <laughs> uh, I got to tell you, I was more of a flight of the intruder guy. And I liked Iron Eagle 3. Uh, but I, I watched Star Wars. Didn't you date Carrie Fisher for a while, too? <laughs> Didn't that happen? You dated Carrie Fisher back in the late 70s. Uh, I was I was more of a Lindsey Wagner guy. But, okay. but, uh, go ahead, Pat. Go ahead. Hit me with your question. Pat cannot predict it. You're going to ask me about Cole Beasley, aren't you? We're high on him. No, I'm not going to ask you about Cole Beasley. These guys that I drafted with on Saturday are all jokers they drafted quarterbacks and wide receivers all the way through so somehow i ended up with arian foster demarco murray and trent richardson as my running back wow you know who i like but, out of that uh, triumvirate of your three running backs bit, yeah it's a, it's a trifecta i i, I tell you the one that i keep cutting you off i'm sorry i'm not i'm not good at this radio <laughs> thing okay. but but i'm a I'm a big fan of richardson we thought about trading up to get him but i i loved me some mo claiborne go ahead so I ended up a little thin, I think, at wide receiver. I just want to see maybe if uh, I can put some guys together or something and, and try to get a little better. But I ended up with Demarius Thomas, Reggie Wayne, um, uh, Danny Amendola, and Brandon Floyd. Uh, I, I think it's pretty good. I, I like what Lloyd's going to do. We thought about getting Brandon Lloyd when we lost LaRon Robinson. We just thought Lloyd couldn't play with LaRon Robinson. So we didn't figure we'd do him. But Brandon Lloyd's going to have a monster fantasy year. I like – I like DT up there in Denver. I, that catch and run versus Pittsburgh had me jumping out of my drawers. But I, <laughs> uh, as far as your backups, uh, Danny Amendola's good if you get 12 points PPR. Uh, Reggie yeah, Wayne not, could probably PPR. Reggie Wayne could probably use some of the same 
I mean, what's the guy, 60? Uh, he's probably running the 40. <laughs> I, I could send him to my facial guy if he gets a little older. But I'm going to tell you right now, DT and Brandon Lloyd, I like it. Those are my two turns. DT and Brandon Lloyd. Maybe package up Trent Richardson and get get one of these number one guys or no? Hey, listen, can I jump in, Jerry? Go ahead, okay? Fabs. Listen, I know compared to you, I'm, I'm small potatoes. But I think you should definitely look at trading one of those running backs. If you're not trading, you're not trying as far as I'm concerned. If you put together Richardson and one of your wideouts, maybe a Wayne, to a team that needs a running back but has really good wide receiver depth, go after one of those elite wideouts. I think go after Akeem Nix. Exactly. Hey, Someone on that level. Maybe AJ Green. You think I could get him? Maybe. Yeah, I, I think you could. Hey, listen, it never hurts to try. Jerry Jones is exactly right. He may not know what the heck he's doing with the Cowboys, but in fantasy, this guy is let, spot on. Let me just tell you one last thing, Pat, before we let you go here. Uh, I would not trade for AJ Green. Here's why: his owner, Mike Brown, he keeps naming his stadium after his dad. If he was smart, he'd get sponsorship and get him a. <laughs> $1.5 million extra dollars of revenue in there so he could sign a player like Pierre Garçon like my buddy Danny did up there in Washington. Okay, so I, I, I'd, I'd trade for Akeem Nix. That's great advice there from Jerry right there. 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-XM-FANTASY. Uh, real quick, th- this big note came in. Chris Cooley is now an ex-Redskin. Right. right. Jerry, I know that you know Chris Cooley's a guy that you've seen as, as I certain you guys in seasons past, but Chris Cooley's been let go by the team. Fred Davis now without question the number one guy there, and no one else going to take any passes away from him. We are all very high on Fred Davis, but does this change his fantasy value at all? I don't know that it changes it because I already had him in as a top eight fantasy tight end. Maybe it moves him ahead of Finley and Witten if you're worried about Witten with the spleen not playing for that first week. But this is good news. I, I really didn't think Cooley was ever going to put a huge dent into Fred Davis's targets, even while he was on that roster. I called uh, Danny up there in Washington. Uh, I got him on my red hotline, kind of like the hat on the, the old Batman show. I called him. Oh, sure. And I, Commissioner Gordon phone, right. I told him anyone who's got a Mike Brady hairdo uh, needs to go, okay? Patrick Ramsey isn't throwing footballs up there in Washington anymore. You know, I don't like the fantasy value of any of them. That kid from Baylor, he can't play. Wow. Wow, that's, that's strong stuff from Jerry Jones right there. Jerry, I, I If it. nothing else, Jerry brings it. Yeah, absolutely. He brings he it. Absolutely Even when he he's drafting Quincy Carter in the second round. Sorry, Jerry, but. I would keep Evan Royster in a dynasty six-player <laughs> league. I would with two points PPR. <laughs> it is the Fantasy Cantina. Let's uh, oh, let's say coming up next, we'll take a look at some of the games going on tonight, and we will break down all the fantasy value you have coming your way just because it's week four of the preseason. No, Jerry, that's mean. not rum. It's iced tea. <laughs> Doesn't mean there's not some fantasy value you can glean from the contest tonight. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison, and uh, Jerry Jones is with us. Isaiah Stanback may play tonight. The, uh, he, wow. Okay. Well, you know, we'll get the inside information coming up next. This has been the Fantasy Cantina, but we continue on here. Sirius 210XM87, Sirius XM, Fantasy Sports Radio. Rock bands and fantasy football are a match made in heaven. You are listening to NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Uh, I tell you what, Smith. I saw Iron Maiden in Little Rock back in 82. You before, did? About seven years before I bought the Cowboys. Uh-huh. 
I thought about it. I went up to Bruce Dickinson. I said, hey, I'd like to buy a piece of the pie here. And uh, uh, it didn't happen. Oh. I just want to share that story with you. Well, that'd be, it's, it's something, uh, Fabs, if Jerry Jones could have owned Iron Maiden. <laughs> I did buy stock in Hanoi Rocks and uh, <laughs> in L.A. Guns. That worked out well for me. Well, you know, Michael, Michael Monroe, very underrated lead singer. And, you know, L.A. Guns with Philip Lewis or L.A. Guns without Philip Lewis? Because there's two different bands. I don't know. Okay, well, I just want to. Okay, very good. It's Jerry Jones alongside Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison. I don't know what else to say. NFL Fantasy Live from NFL Network and NFL.com as we continue to give you fantasy advice and just ride a show pretty much off the rails. But it's nice when Jerry can stop by and, and, and talk 80s bands or, uh, you know, it's, and I'm glad Jerry's here because we want to talk about some of the games coming up tonight. And, and, mm-hmm. and as we get to this point in the preseason, the final week, there's usually not a lot of fantasy information fantasy debates that can be settled but there are a few things out there and one of the things tonight involves the Giants and the Dallas Cowboys certainly where the way the Giants are going right now you're seeing David Wilson rise in drafts and Ahmad Bradshaw's value drop a little bit as Wilson has played a little bit better a little bit better Fabs I think you and I are on the same wavelength here as far as these guys go Bradshaw will be the guy early on Wilson's one of those guys you draft, and maybe as the season goes on, he gets a bigger role. Maybe mm-hmm. he takes over the lion's share of the carries, but he's definitely someone you draft and try to stash for later. He's not someone you can expect very early. Yeah, I don't know that you would you would expect him to take over the lion's share of the carries outside of an injury to Ahmad Bradshaw, but Ahmad Bradshaw has never been very durable no. in his career. So if you get Bradshaw and you can handcuff him with the rookie, I think that's a great, great option. The thing with Wilson the only thing with Wilson that, that would worry me is the fact that he can't pick up the blitz and he doesn't block very well. And we're talking about Eli Manning as a quarterback and what is Tom Coughlin's number one priority offensively is to keep Eli Manning on his feet and healthy. So as long as Wilson can improve in that aspect, which maybe he will, maybe he won't, um, I think his, his playing time and his touches will be a little bit more limited, especially fa- while Bradshaw's healthy. But Fabs, I, I know Tom and I uh, uh, yeah. You know, they make up for it by having a big old sack of turds there at tight end. <laughs> what? That's, what is that's, that? that's only because their number one tight end is a former cowboy. Now, who spe- you drafted and it turned out to be not so good of a pick. Now, speaking of the Cowboys, this is uh, it, it's shocking that we're talking about him, but because of the state of the Cowboys wide receivers right now with Miles Austin's health up in the air and you never know about Des Bryant, big column on it today on NFL.com. The potential fantasy sleeper value. Of Kevin Ogletree. So, Jerry, of course, Kevin Ogletree, someone you've been very high on for the last couple of years. Actually caught a pass against it. Caught a pass on Revis last year. One pass for seven yards. Kevin Ogletree, what kind of value? Uh, I tell you, if you get, and it, I know we have customizable leagues here at NFL.com. Right? Fabs kind of gave me a walkthrough, like a, 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 a orientation, if you will. Oh, and I'm going to customize my league and pick up Kevin Ogletree in the 15th round. Every time you put him on the practice squad, you get an extra 25 points. And I figure <laughs> that should put my team. <laughs> who, who, who wrote that column on NFL.com about about my guy, Ogletree? Who wrote that, Michael? I, I love that. A I'm, customizable I'm league sure. that involves putting players on the practice squad. Who, who wrote that column? I do believe that that was Adrian Mojica. Uh, yes, our fantasy we, editor. Uh, and I, I shared this around, uh, you know, the, the cubby holes and whatnot. Uh-huh. Uh, we looked at Adrian uh, for the Cowboys. Oh, really? Yeah, we, okay. we were high on him. Uh-huh. Couldn't get Excel down. 
Oh. Yeah, you got to know Excel nowadays. Y- you do. Microsoft Word is really 2006, yeah. It really is. PowerPoint, he was he was uh, solid. Uh-huh. Excel, not so much. Uh, all right, very good. 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-XM-FANTASY. That takes care of our Kevin Ogletree portion of the show. Uh, some other things to get to for tonight. The Dolphins are playing, and you know what? If you're like me, you try to watch Hard Knocks, you try to figure out, Who's going to be a wide receiver on the team? They have targeted 14 players in their game this past weekend. We know Devon Best is going to make the team. He's going to be the number one guy there. But I can't remember another point in time where you can take a look at a specific team and not really know anybody who's going to be playing the position. Because right now, they don't know. They, they, they made their cuts down. They cut one wide receiver. I think they have nine wide yeah, they receivers have, they in have camp like, right now. They have Devon Best. Brian Hartline's hurt. Yep. They've got uh, Antonio Wallace, who's got some upside, but I think he's like fifth on the depth chart Talk right about Roberto now. Wallace? Roberto Wallace. I'm sorry. Roberto Wallace. Uh, they've also got um, Legadu Nane. Mm-hmm. It's a whole lot of nobodies. You, you know, this goes into my theory, and this might explain... And thanks for coming, uh, Jerry. Appreciate it. Uh, Jerry Jones has given his uh, headset microphone back to him. He's going over the huddle. We tag team. We tag team. You know, you guys comment about me taking Phillip Rivers in the eighth round. And I'm going to play this into the Dolphins receiver in this manner. I hate having question marks on my fantasy team. So you look at the guys that I drafted, they're they're proven players. Now, there's there's always going to be a question mark with someone, but I don't want to have more than a couple. Why even mess with a situation like the Redskins running backs? Why even mess with the situations like the Dolphins wide receivers? The right. reason I take a guy like Phillip Rivers in the eighth round is because I didn't like anyone that was sitting there. They all had question marks to me. So I'd rather take a quarterback who would be the best backup quarterback in our entire league, someone I could hang my hat on should Aaron Rodgers go down, than to take some wide receiver who I'm not even sure if he's going to start or produce. And that's the way I look at the Dolphins receivers, to be honest with you. That's the way that I look at Carolina's running backs. It's the way that I look at Washington's running backs. It's the way that I look at the tight end position in New York, the running back situation in New England. Why even try to figure this out? If you're in a 10-team league, right, hang on. Where, there's where, no Where did you take to. him again? Where did you take him again? Phillip Rivers. Where, where did in you eighth take round, him I believe. Eighth in, or ninth. How does he round. fall okay, in the eighth round of a 10-team league? Hang on. Phillip Rivers, you took him. He was the final unreal. pick of the seventh round. That's unreal. So here's who you did not – here's who you could have taken. No, he was like the Monty first Hall. pick of the eighth. First pick of the okay. First yeah. pick of the eighth round, Monty Hall. Here's who you could have taken okay. without Philip Rivers. Here's who was still there after Philip Rivers. Mm-hmm. Greg Little. Yep. Big question mark. Uh, can, let, let's, just, let's just attack question that mark? one. Question mark. Number yeah, one at, wide receiver with the Browns. He almost had as many fantasy points as AJ Green last year. Okay, but the discrepancy in their fantasy points was enough to make Greg Little not that valuable. It was about twenty something points. AJ Green. A lot of what we're how we're rating him is upside. Same with same with Greg Little. But the fact is that Brandon Whedon sometimes looks like a big league quarterback and sometimes he doesn't. They have a suspect offensive line, and they don't have somebody on the other side that's really going to take the pressure off of, of Little. Sometimes that translates into big points. Sometimes it doesn't. Greg Little has too many question marks for me. I don't rate him as highly as you guys do. Okay. I really have you, Rivers. You could have taken Sean Green. Sean Green, major question marks. Who is the only guy to carry the football for okay. the Jets. He's okay. going to be the only guy. Part of the reason I didn't take Sean Green is I already had Fred Jackson. I already had Jamal Charles. And there's absolutely no way I'm starting Sean Green over Marcus Colston in my flex. 
There you, you go. Right, but you don't. But if something happens to Marcus Colston or he's not very good, you're going to have to find an alternative. Whereas you're going to start Aaron Rodgers every week, okay. regardless. Okay. And then another issue here. You also could have taken Stephen Ridley or Fred Davis. Okay. Here's another issue. We always talk about taking running backs in the first round versus quarterbacks because in Fabs you're a huge proponent of this that you can get the production from the quarterback if you take someone like Roethlisberger or Ryan in later rounds. Correct. Well, with my backup running back, I'd rather wait even longer and take a guy like Ryan Williams or Rashad Jennings, who may end up being number one guys, although they don't have the name, and end up being more productive if they get to play than Sean Green. Sean Green, we know what we're going to get from him, okay, and it isn't much. Whereas Ryan Williams, we don't really know yet. So I'd rather take potential at the backup running back position in the later rounds and take a really strong backup like Phillip Rivers in the eighth spot. It's just a difference of opinion. You have the best quarterback in fantasy football. Mm -hmm. Phillip Rivers is a fantasy starter without question. You bet. I don't like having guys like that on my bench, and I I can't play them. Basically, Phillip Rivers, at some point in the season, you have to decide, I need to trade him because I can't have this guy on my bench languishing when— Well, you just brought me to my next point. By me taking Phillip—I have Phillip Rivers around the sixth-rated quarterback in fantasy this season. Mm -hmm. Would you guys agree he's at least in that ballpark? He's in the top ten. He's he's in that six to ten, sure. Six to ten. Fabs, where would you put Phil Rivers? No, he's right there. He's okay. in the six to ten. I believe I have him right around seven or eight. Okay, so we're in a ten team league. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just took away the sixth ranked fantasy quarterback from one of my competitors in the league. Okay. So it's not it's 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 just like uh in when the forty nine ers You're like the Yankees who would well, sign players so they wouldn't go to other teams. Hey, Fabs right? goes on the waiver wire and signs guys that he knows that his opponent needs that week. It's no different. Mm-hmm. When the forty nine ers signed Ken Norton to play linebacker, they signed him away from the Cowboys. It's you know, you're you're taking away from your opponents. For me, what I'm what I'm trying to say is Sean Green, okay, I know what he's gonna give me and I don't like it. Okay? i he's never gonna make my starting lineup. So while you say, well, Phillip Rivers isn't going to play because Aaron Rodgers, well, you know what? Chances are Sean Green's not going to play in my lineup either. But there's a better chance that you will have to play Sean Green at some point. Than Agreed. Because here's the thing. With all the buys, you may wind up having to play. This is if everybody's good. Agreed. If all your guys are good, you still will wind up playing Sean Agreed. Green three times a year. Agreed. But what I decided to do in this draft, my strategy was – I wanted to get some late-round flyers on running backs. Like one guy I looked at was Taiwan Jones. I ended up not taking him. But I wanted to take some flyers on some young guys that if they do get to play, they don't have the high propensity of playing like Sean Green, okay? But if they do get to play, they may end up being way better than Sean Green. For example, Rashad Jennings could end up being a beast. We have no idea. Ryan Williams could end up being a lot better football player than Sean Green. But you could still have done that, though. You could still have done that later on. And oh, just taking a di- you know taking a different guy there. Well, I took Ryan Williams in the very next round, if I'm not mistaken. He was the next. He was your next pick. Yeah. So you because you went back to back at that. I point. was afraid somebody so was going to get him. So instead of going, so you went Ryan Williams there, and that was fine. Mm-hmm. And then you still could have taken the, your, your guys as you went on, but that pick there could have been a guy who's going to contribute to your team more. Well, then I guess I did a little bit of what you did, taking Arian Foster, hoping that you could come You're around. You're a gambler. And get, what I was thinking was that there's no way Philip Rivers is going to be sitting there when I come back around. Okay, I had targeted Ryan Williams and Rashad Jennings; those were two guys I wanted. So I felt like I could get them later and take Rivers now. I did not feel like I could take Jennings or Williams now and get Rivers later. Make sense? 
All right. There's Elliot Harrison's philosophy, 888-XM-FANTASY. Agree or disagree, 888-XM-FANTASY. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison with you, giving you fantasy advice, giving you all the big news and breakdowns. Let's go to the phones right now and go to Greg in New York, who has a huge question for us. Greg, what do you got? Hey, guys, how's it going? I have, uh, I'm have. i in a keeper league. I get to keep two guys, and I'd like to know what you think out of these four players. I have Michael Turner, who was my first-round pick, which I would lose my first-round pick, Matt Forte, second round, Eli Manning, fifth, and Matthew Stafford, sixth round. It's, it's not a PPR league. The running backs do get extra points if they get a receiving touchdown, and quarterbacks get extra points for anything over 25 yards touchdown-wise. Do you play one quarterback? You play one quarterback or two? One quarterback. I think this okay. is easy. I keep Stafford and Forte. Yeah, yeah. keep Forte, second yeah. round, and Stafford. Michael sixth. Turner is not going to even come close to holding up a first-round price tag this year. Not even close. Forte, second round, yes. Stafford, sixth round, very good value. You're getting him five rounds before he's going to go in a redraft. So, uh, or, or I'm sorry, five rounds later than he'll go in a redraft. Stafford and Forte are the answers. All right, awesome, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you, you for the call. You no know, problem. one other thing, Fabs has said this many times, that if you're not trading, you're not trying. Well, I always like to look at at the reverse of these things. so Yeah, because you, you are impossible to trade with. Yeah, but if you have a commodity, like, again, Phillip Rivers, somebody in our league is going to need a starting caliber quarterback. Now, does that mean that they can't go on the waiver wire and get Tannehill if he plays lights out? Of course they can, providing their waiver claim goes through. But if they see that I've got Phillip Rivers sitting on my bench and they think Phillip Rivers can win them their fantasy league, that they're going to have to make me a sweetheart offer. Yeah, okay. the, I, and, I, and I agree with I agree with your point, Elliot, because I think that's great, and, and that's a strategy a lot of people have going in. I do this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stockpile talent. I'll be able to trade him. But honestly, how often do trades really happen? I agree, but trades hardly ever. I had a trade open to you for what was it, five weeks, yeah. and it sat there, and you, you you would never even you wouldn't say yes or no on it. You say oh, I'm thinking about it. In five weeks, in my experience, people don't trade. You can't. We trade. In my experience, though, but you can't bank on you it. can't bank on drafting yeah. a player and expecting to be and able I wasn't. to trade him. I'll, I'll give you an example. This was years ago. This was probably in my first three or five years in the business. I fiddled around with experts' drafts and sort of utilized different strategies to see what would work and what didn't work. Uh, and I drafted Peyton Manning and, D- and Donovan McNabb, who was a fantasy star at the time, in the first five rounds. And that team sucked eggs, I can tell you right now. I couldn't trade either one of them. Nobody wanted them. It didn't work out, and I've never done it again. I understand your point with Rivers being the best player on the board, and he went and grabbed him. And if he was the best player on the board by multiple rounds. If Michael Vick was your quarterback, I could see, okay, that makes sense. But just Rodgers is so good. And listen, we can agree to disagree. I'm not saying your philosophy is wrong or mine is right, but – I would have rather had one of the running backs or a wide receiver. This way, I'm building depth those positions because those are the positions that tend to get nicked up a little bit more, especially running back. You've got bye weeks, that kind of thing to deal with. That's just my philosophy. But the back, the backs that were available, like Jason was mentioning players that were available, the only running back oh, no, that was I available understand. was Sean Green that was of, of, of any ilk whatsoever. Stephen Ridley, I think, has some I outside. have no in this, this Fred also, Davis was there. You needed a tight end. No, oh, you, I, you end up drafting games, eleven yeah, tight ends. And I got Tammy as a backup. I'm I'm happy with. You're just going to run there. the football all season with double tight end set. But let me just say this: I mean, is there any way that Philip Rivers should be dropping to eighth? 
There, there's no way he's an eighth round pick. I mean, when I saw him sitting there, I'm like, this is just too good to pass up. If I didn't already have my starting lineup set by then, if I didn't have a clear cut flex or whatever, or if I wasn't happy with someone in my lineup, then I wouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have done it. But I was so pleased with my lineup. Again, I got Rodgers, Jamal Charles, Fred Jackson, Jordy Nelson, Dwayne Bowen, Antonio Gates. I mean, and Marcus Colston is my. I just felt like I, I can't pass up a guy like Rivers. There was no way Rivers was going to last five more spots. There was no way. All right, let's go to Greg in New York. He's got a keeper question. Greg, you're on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Right. Hey, Greg, what do you got? I'm in a 12-team PPR, six points for all touchdowns. It's a keeper league. Um, I'm keeping Foster as my first-round pick, and then I have a choice between Graham in the seventh round or Stafford in the ninth. Ooh, all wow. touchdown passes are six points? Yes. Oh, oh Stafford. Stafford. Yeah, then it's Stafford. I think you keep Stafford. I, and Graham is – both of them are phenomenal values. Yeah, but six points for a quarterback, you can't, you can't go against that. That just – that that just sort of puts the cherry on the whipped cream there when it comes to Stafford. I mean, mm, the quarter, sure. I, boy, I, I I mentioned food and Smith's mm, looking at cherry me. Cherry and whipped cream, but <sighs> absolutely, I, and, and it's close and it's very close. Um, but boy, I'll tell you something. When you look at the final numbers from last year in leagues where you get six points for passing touchdowns, how big the quarterback position becomes. Oh, Aaron Rodgers near a thousand points. <laughs> even bigger. <laughs> Than it is with the four-point standard. It, I mean, it is absolutely ridiculous. And but, it was it was ninth round that you were that you were losing for for Stafford. Right? Yeah, for Stafford. But do you don't think I can get similar value with you know later on maybe with Ryan or or so, even Rivers? You know, later on in the pick, a lot of guys are. Let, let, let me. And again, I don't always like to go back to last year because last year was last year, and we're looking back at the into the future, but. Matthew Stafford in a league where you get six points for a passing touchdowns and no penalties for, for interceptions scored 449 points last year. Ryan had 100 less. And it's, 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 a, huge, it's a huge difference there. I mean, you have, you have a guy who we, we think could be the next Matt Stafford this year and Matt Ryan, which both Fabs and I are high on. But it's one thing to say we can project him as the ne- next Matt Stafford when you can sure. actually get Matt Stafford. Right. Can I ask you guys one more quick question? If uh, I'm in another keeper league and we have the the first pick, unfortunately we're stuck with Michael Turner as our keeper league or keeper pick. But uh, as the first pick, another league where you get six points per passing touchdown, one point per twenty yards. Would you go with Rodgers or would you go with with a guy like McCoy where you get two points for every ten yards rushing? Two points for every ten yards rushing. Is it six points for passing touchdowns in that league also? Yeah, it's six points. Oh, my God. Six points for passing touchdowns. I think I'd still go Rodgers. That's six points. I mean, Rodgers throws 40 touchdowns. You're talking about 240 points. I think so, too. You need to make up for the fact that Turner's not going to help you a whole lot this season. At least we don't project him to help you a whole lot. You're talking about a 100-yard game from LaShawn McCoy, and that's 20 points without even counting anything. And and, and don't misunderstand me here because I'm not devaluing LaShawn McCoy because I think he's a fantastic running back. He's like Brian Westbrook. But how many touchdowns is he going to get? He had 20 touchdowns last year. He's not doing that again. I mean, if he comes out and has 12, still a good year. That's eight touchdowns less than he had last season. If you look at the history of the National Football League and look at the running backs who have scored 20 touchdowns, what they do the next year – Typically, you see a pretty drastic decrease outside of guys like Marshall Falk and Priest Holmes and LaDainian Tomlinson. I mean, look at what D'Angelo Williams did a couple of years ago. He had 20 touchdowns the next year. He went down the toilet. Amon Green had 20 touchdowns one year. The next year, his numbers declined. So, again, you can't, you can't base everything 
off of a guy who's had one gigantic season. Rodgers, as, as Elliot Harrison likes to say, more skins on the wall. I, I like LaShawn McCoy. I like him a lot. I just He's not going to score 20 touchdowns again, and I think Rodgers can do every bit of what he did last season. All right, 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-XM-FANTASY, appreciate it. Uh, Best of luck, Greg, with the rest of your fantasy season. Continue to answer your questions, and we'll talk about mistakes. Is there a mistake that each I and Michael Fabiano and Elliot Harrison made in our expert draft today? We do over again if we could. That's coming up next right here on Series 210, XM87, Series XM Fantasy Sports Radio. NFL Fantasy Live brings you all the access and information from the NFL Network right to your radio on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. From NFL Network and NFL.com, Jason Smith, Elliot Harrison, Michael Fabiano from NFL Fantasy Live. Check us out every day on NFL.com and then starting next Monday, twice a day on the NFL Network, 2 p.m. Eastern Time and again at midnight. That's 11 a.m. Pacific and again at 9 p.m. Pacific. Going to get to your calls in a second. 88XM Fantasy. But as we talked about all day today, we had our first Experts League draft today. Talked a lot about what we did. Let's talk about something each of us would do over again if we could. If we had one do-over draft-wise, what we would do. I look at my team and I like everything I did. I'm happy with everything. Uh, the one question mark I had I might do a second time is I was kind of hemming and hawing between Jared Cook and Jacob Tammy. And I thought, well, Jared Cook, at least I know, is a number one tight end. I like that Jake Locker could find him. Jacob Tammy, maybe it was the mental picture of Dreesen scoring the touchdown Sunday, but I went with Jared Cook over Tammy. And if I could do that again, I would think, you know what, Peyton's still going to look for Tammy. He always did when he was in Indianapolis. I would go, and that's the pick I would do again, because I could have had either of those guys. I would have gone with Tammy. Yeah, I, I think, I'm sorry, Elliot. I no, think go ahead. I executed my draft print kind of like I wanted to. I think the one player that people might question is the fact that I took Ryan Matthews in the third round, and everyone knows that I'm a fan of Ryan Matthews this season, and this is it. If he doesn't do it this year, he's never going to do it. But the problem is that I needed to get a running back there. I'd rather take a chance on Ryan Matthews than Maurice Jones-Drew at this point because I don't know when Drew and Drew's going to come back. He's not even the starting running back for that team right now in week one, according to Mike Malarkey. So that worries me. Ahmad Bradshaw, I'm not going to take... Bradshaw over Ryan Matthews. I'm not going to take Steven Jackson, Reggie Bush, Trent Richardson over Ryan Matthews. That may be the only pick where people are looking at it and saying that was a little bit too soon to go with that player. Let me ask you this: Do you think would you have been better? Would you have better off if you handcuffed him? If you took Ronnie Brown? No, because I don't know that Ronnie Brown. I, I think Ronnie Brown is a handcuff. I don't know that he is a featured back. I think you're going to see Curtis Brinkley. You're going to see Leron McLean. You're going to see Ronnie Brown in there as well. Whereas and people ask me this question all the time, and my answer is, if I can get a starting running back from another team, then I'll pass on the handcuff. Unless the running back is really ridiculously brittle, uh, and the and the backup is very good. I don't think Ronnie Brown's a great handcuff. I don't think Ronnie Brown's a great backup. Uh, he's a necessity for people who are in deeper leagues that draft and take a chance on Ryan Matthews. All right, Elliot, what's yours? What would you do again? Uh, Not counting Philip Rivers, which we talked about for about 15 minutes a little while ago. What and I have, uh, I have some good Philip Rivers, uh, more Philip Rivers for you. But okay. I'll tell you what I, I wish I had done differently. I like having four decent receivers. 
and I only have three. And I didn't get a fourth guy. I wanted Garcon. Uh, someone took him right before I wanted to get to him. So I ended up getting Michael Floyd in the 15th round, which leads me to my second Sometime, my second mistake, sometimes when we get to the last round of our fantasy draft, if we've already taken our defense and our kicker, which I know Fabs always takes a kicker last, but if you've already gotten your defense or your kicker, sometimes you just fall asleep. You're like, ah, oh, it's the last round, whatever. Then the clock starts ticking on you. I took Michael Floyd, which stunk. And I really, I like to, to leave my draft feeling like, yeah, I got a, I got a good guy there. I would have liked to take the Cowboys defense or or somebody that had value over Michael Floyd. So I hate having Michael Floyd on my team. <laughs> and and I But you can always put him on I, the yeah, waiver wire. Yeah, That's I mean right. it's you know, and he, who knows, he may come around. I mean there's a reason they spent that high a pick on him, but I think you need four reliable receivers, not three. You need at least your fourth guy at least needs to be someone who could spot start for you. Yeah. Michael Floyd right now, I would not start, you know, even if like literally Dane Looker came back. Yeah, I mean <laughs> Uh, honestly, That's your second Dane Looker for reference me, yeah, in the show. I have one philosophy on running backs and wide receivers in terms of how many I finish with uh, in the draft. Five and five. Especially now. I, I, I will get... I don't even care about a backup tight end. If I get a good one, I got Finley in our draft. I think he's a good one. I've got five runners, five wide receivers. I've got two quarterbacks, a kicker, a defense, a tight end. I like having depth at that position, uh, at those two positions, because especially at running back, that's a position where you can see yourself in a little bit of trouble due to injuries. I wanted to say real quick, too, my three backup running backs are Michael Bush, Rashad Jennings, and Ryan Williams. All those guys could end up having some big fantasy games this season. But the point I wanted to make on Rivers, uh, Aaron Rodgers has to play the Texans in Houston. He has to play San Francisco this year. That's week one. I'd hate to bench Aaron Rodgers week one. I'm just saying 49ers and Texans are the real deal defensively. And, of course, he's got a bye. It's not the Chargers bye. Okay, are you going to bench Aaron Rodgers? Are you I, really going to bench him? I would probably bench him the week he plays Houston. Wow, I hope I'm playing you that week. I, I, Harrison, I would, the guy I, is unbenchable. I hope I'm playing you. I would consider it. I like that, unbenchable. I would consider it. Unbenchable. But either way, I'm definitely going to play Rivers on his bye. So there you go. All right, now let me throw this at you. This comes to us courtesy of our producer, Bryce, who said, hey, let me throw this out to you guys. Nice little fantasy debate here as we uh, uh, get ready to make way. Brian Westbrook announced today he's retiring. We, we met Brian last week. Great guy. We did. Yeah, great guy. Met him in New York. Did mm-hmm. some fantasy stuff with us. Talked about his big punt return against the Giants. He said that's the play people ask him about the most. Spent nine years in the league. Also just retiring recently after spending nine years in the league. Clinton Portis. Both have very similar statistics. Brian Westbrook, over 10,000 total yards, 71 touchdowns. Clinton Portis, over 11,000 total yards and 80 touchdowns. Who was the better fantasy player? Who's better? I mean, just your, your opinion. Who, who, Portis, who was Portis the better was fantasy better player? Because he had more years where he was very good in fantasy. Yeah, he had a, he had about four, three or four years where he was a really high draft pick. So yeah, I, Westbrook was good too. They were very close. I would say PPR. I would def- it's Westbrook, but I, I would I would definitely take Portis. Uh, first of all, Westbrook didn't get going early on. Yeah, Portis yeah. was right. right out of the gate. Who was he was behind good. before he started? Deuce Staley. Right, Deuce Staley no. was there. And mm-hmm. now Westbrook did, uh, he was actually pretty good in the return game. People don't remember he was a returner really early, but that doesn't help the individual player unless you're in a customizable league where you get those return points. It goes to your defense. So the Eagles' defense got any returns that he had. I, I think you had Portis right away out of the gate was great, and for five years he was a, he was a surefire first-round fantasy pick. Then I think the last half, maybe the last four years, Westbrook was your guy because he was better 
over those not not mm-hmm. counting when he signed obviously when he signed with the 49ers and tried to make it go there but those last couple of years with the Eagles he was the better player but I think Portis he was more explosive he was, in fact I think he holds the record right Clinton Portis for most fantasy points in a game for he a running back does not he games. he was he was up I don't know if he has the record but he was up there in one of the games he could be but Portis and you remember too his rookie year he was awesome I mean he was one of those examples you used in fantasy uh, when you talked about how most rookies don't make a big impact back in the day, but the running backs could. And it was like Portis and it was Edger and James, guys like that that came out as rookies and just exploded. And I remember Portis in Denver, and it was funny because, you know, you had that streak of Denver running backs that were just fantastic in fantasy, whether it was Mike Anderson or Terrell Davis or even Ruben Jones for a year. Uh, you had Alandis Gary there for a year or two, and he kind of followed into that footsteps. Then he went to Washington in that Champ Bailey deal, and he was extremely good in Washington. Injuries caught up to him, and he was he was a old player based on body wear and tear compared to his age. Yep. When he was like 28, because look, he was breaking down. Yeah, let me just say this real quick on Westbrook. I remember writing an article in 2007. I thought he was the best player in the NFC. He had 1,300 yards rushing, 770 yards receiving in 15 games, and they even put him in as a spot punt returner. He averaged 19.8 as a punt returner. Yeah, but he didn't have the wigs that Clinton Portis had in the press conference. That was the year that he knelt down at the one against the Cowboys. Yeah. Remember that game? And he told us last week in New York, you know how many times people come up to me and say, oh, yeah. you cost me so much by <laughs> yeah. kneeling down at the one yeah. and all this stuff. He's, he, those are the two it's things great people player, ask though. him about that the most. Great yep. player. Absolutely. NFL Fantasy Live, Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison, debuts on NFL Network next Monday. Jerry Jones, quick bit of advice for tonight. Go. Uh, 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 good morning to you. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.